Hey, Janae. Yes? Who loves orange Alan? soda? Oh, no. <laughs> loves orange that would, soda? That would be Kel. Well, he loves orange soda, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> I do, I do, I do. Ooh. <laughs> I felt like we had to start there. Hello, hello, hi, all. This is the Postmodern Millennial Podcast in which we look at culture through the lens of a millennial living now. And tonight we'll be talking about SNCC or today, whenever you hear this. Yeah, I mean, day, night, whatever. SNCC, Nickelodeon, uh, the golden era of of childhood and nostalgia for, for some of us who are very, we're a very particular type of person. I think you're like a Disney kid or a Nickelodeon kid. Um, that might be a hot take, but uh, yeah, definitely a Nickelodeon kid. How about you? <laughs> Both, but I think I was much more like my whole identity really was like Nickelodeon and SNCC around like the third to fifth grade period. I was just like all in on Nickelodeon. I mean, now that you say that, I probably was both too, but I think I went to like Nickelodeon was the sh were, were the shows that I wanted to be a part of. Like I wanted yes. to be a Nickelodeon kid. Whereas Disney, I was like, this is just entertainment. Like this is for my brain and makes me happy. Um, so yeah, I think, I think maybe that's what it is instead of being like one versus the other. You know what? Now that you say that, like, yes, because the Nickelodeon kids, like, first of all, there was a lot of diversity and it was also pretty like unhinged in terms of like what you were getting comedy wise. It was very slapstick and stupid, but Disney was very like yeah. polished and perfect and everybody was like beautiful and like they always were like this, but Nickelodeon was like <laughs> unhinged. Yeah, totally. Disney was 100% the like, we are... um this is an idealized childhood or this is an idealized world that you could be a part of. Whereas Nickelodeon was like, the world is messy and fun. And like, isn't it gross? Like, here's a, like, I wasn't allowed to watch Ren and Stimpy as a kid. And when I was looking at the <laughs> SNCC lineup ahead of this, I was just like, why wasn't I allowed to watch it? And like, literally the description I read was like, snot, boogers, <laughs> fart jokes. <laughs> like my mom was not about that life. Um, but you would never see anything like that on Disney Channel. Like that's just not. No, no. I did not like <laughs> Ren and Stimpy, but I did like watch it some in passing because like I was addicted to Nickelodeon. Like it was on all the time for me. And I just distinctly mm -hmm. remember that was the first time I saw just like a muscular man's butt on my TV. Cause they had this like, toast man I forget what he was called he was like some kind of toast superhero and he like had a big ass butt <laughs> and they were showing it I feel like I've seen an image of this but I like again I didn't watch it so I couldn't tell you anything about it but that's that's really incredibly funny <laughs> <laughs> Nickelodeon was unhinged so I think I think we should probably talk about like why we wanted to talk about this topic um mm -hmm. uh Beyond just the simple nostalgia factor, which is obviously a thing, Amanda Amanda Bynes was in the news this past week, and um, when we were actually prepping for the for our first recording, you know she's she's been in and out of the news for it feels like a decade at this point. Like there's been yeah. just things going on with her, and it's really unfortunate because she is like comedy genius queen in that. Nickelodeon era obviously feel free to correct me if I'm wrong but I think when we were talking about this um and and the topics that we want to talk about it's 
a little bit of comparison of now and then, a little bit of nostalgia, a little bit of looking back, knowing what we know now. And I think that we both agreed that Nickelodeon be, is such a cool way in because so many people, obviously we have are playing to an audience, but like so many people feel exactly like we do, that it's just mm-hmm. like insane and, and like a huge part of our childhood. And then on the heels of that, uh, the good burger 2 movie was announced was so it Keenan, you didn't i told you that yeah i, <laughs> I have know. no recollection there's another good burger movie coming there's yeah keenan and kel went on jimmy fallon and they <sighs> announced that good burger 2 is coming i swear i told you this when we were <laughs> was i sober I don't know. Oh, no. No, no. <laughs> when we were talking, I wasn't. I don't think I was. Oh, sober. yeah. That's, yeah, probably not. <laughs> you too. Whatever. Um, life is hard and it's great. Uh, uh, <laughs> but, oh, side note, we're but, both unemployed right now. So. Oh, yeah. 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 We should, we should definitely let that be known <laughs> because it's, it's another reason why we're giving you this content, whether you want it or not. <laughs> we don't have anything to do. We might we're as bored. well. We might as well just talk about a better time, which I don't know if my childhood was actually a better time, but let's pretend it was for the sake of this. I think that my childhood was a different time and I would welcome going back there, but as an adult, like I wouldn't want to be a kid, (laughs) if that makes sense. Like pluck me out of the year 2023 and drop me into the year like 1995 and I would be like super stoked. Um, But yeah. But I I mean, I think Nickelodeon was actually just such a huge escape for me as a kid. Mm, Like I escaped the things that were hard for me then through watching these shows and through feeling connected to all these people and just like laughing my ass off. And then I I was so ready to go to to school or actually even just, we used to call each other on the phone. (laughs) That's what we did. Yeah. used to call my friends on the landline after and be like, oh my God, did you see this? And ear boy and you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. It's so like. I, I looked up um, sort of the history of SNCC because I wanted to kind of have some context. And in 2017, Vanity Fair released an article um, that was at the time celebrating the 25th anniversary of SNCC. Um, so it was kind old. of... I mean, and that was in 2017. So (laughs) let's not even talk about it. I think we're at the 30 year mark, I want to say somewhere thereabouts. But the article is called Inside Nickelodeon Saturday Night Gamble. Um, And it, like I said, it's uh, the untold story of SNCC 25 years later. Um, What I found interesting was that the original lineup started in 1992. Um, so that's a little bit, I guess, older than I thought it was, but when you're a kid, what was the first show? Because like, I was only first aware, I probably came in with all that, you know? Yeah. I think that that was technically like maybe the second to third ish generation of the, the SNCC block, the, the first shows, let me see here. I, I definitely look, read it earlier but <laughs> i cannot remember oh, clarissa explains it all clarissa, I, bet, I bet that was yeah. one of the first one i forgot that was it in was Snick. it was it was i'm literally reading here the 8 p.m anchor was clarissa explains it all melissa joan hart was 15 years old wow. playing clarissa explains it all from 1991 to 1994 um 
which means that she was like in her 20s when she started Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah, that tracks. Which is so interesting because I know, like, <laughs> I le- legitimately feel as though she is like, she is me and I am her and we are we. <laughs> but she's I mean, like, no. Even today, she has a young face for her age. Yeah, so yeah, she's she- just really lucky to be one of those people who per- perpetually looks youthful. Good for you, girl. Good, you go, girl. We love you. We Shout love you, out. Santa Shout Queen. out, sister. <laughs> but yeah, so Clarissa started it um, and and in that first iteration. And I think that, like I said, we were coming in kind of in the second mm-hmm. or third. Um, and that was, you know, what I like to call the golden age because mm-hmm. it really was. You had um, all that, which then parlayed itself to Keenan and Kel. Um and you later had... the Amanda show. And then yep, exactly. But wait, 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 um, wait, pause. Cause we need to do ah uh, 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 <laughs> this is all that. This is all that. You remember I'm TLC? Sing- I'm of course I'm gonna leave this public singing to the singer amongst us. I am not doing that. <laughs> but I will applaud you and say thank you (laughs) I was obsessed with TLC during this time too like it was a it was like all that it was TLC it was like my whole personality TLC really was like god I didn't even think we would be talking about them in this podcast Um, yeah the theme song they were the theme song but they were like on every episode like every show they would do guest spots um and it wasn't just Nick obviously we're talking about Nickelodeon but um I I remember them being in like different sitcoms and stuff just like they just show up (laughs) they were the soundtrack of the 90s um listen listen to the guest appearances of the musical guest of the first season of all that and tell me it's not fire okay I'm just gonna list the ones I know but then I remember but obviously TLC Debrat Immature Aaliyah Coolio Mm-hmm. Black Street, Usher. I mean, <laughs> Usher. <laughs> they, but they just had like these huge names. I mean, they became exactly. huge. Well, they were, it was both, really. They were like amongst a certain segment of the population, they were superstars already. Mm-hmm. And then the global stage of all that made them household names to the rest of the population. You know what I mean? Like it was a really cool launching pad for, um, for really all of those artists are black people. I know. (laughs) It's it's a really cool uh, jumping off point for them. I'm looking at all the seasons. There's barely any white people here. The only white people I noticed so far is two and they're Hiller robin was in season four and um the spice girls were also in season four but guess who else was in season four destiny's fucking child and boys to men wyclef jean is it wait sean i know (laughs) as soon as i said it i was like that's not how you say that i'm just reading it that way buster rhymes salt and pepper like ice cube sugar sugar ray okay that's the whitest they ever got but you know what? Sugar Ray was kind of cool for a half a second there. No, they it wasn't really today. were. No. Yet, no, like, I'm not, I'm not saying I want to go back, but I'm going to say, what was the, they had like one hit, one, it would, it they was had a bunch. Good. Weren't they? Every morning there's a halo hanging. Yeah. Out. Yeah, that was them. They had another one that we all know, though. 
but I can't remember what it is. What is it? Shut the blinds, baby. Don't say the word. Is but that that's the, the one. Same one. Yes, and it's fucking creepy. Shut the blinds, baby. Don't say a word. <laughs> it is a little creepy. It's a little creep show. A little, but I will say. It was a banger at the time and people liked it. <laughs> I actually never really liked them. Oh, fly. It was incredible. It's what incredible to look back on. And like, it's so funny that there is nothing that has replaced it. I, I don't know if they could do a kid's variety show and attract that kind of artistry at this point in time. I feel like, I don't, I think that it, it's kind of bringing it back to like the nostalgia factor. It's a time capsule moment, right? Where mm-hmm. every Friday or Saturday, excuse me, every Saturday at eight o'clock, you know, you're going to see like the big orange couch and it's like, get your butt on the seat and like you are glued in for two hours and that's it. Like there's no distractions there's nothing else going on you're not you don't have a cell phone what's a cell phone like yeah. we didn't even have, have tv on demand you just had to no. catch it when it was on when it was on and it sucked when you missed like something I remember like my brother um I have a little brother and a little sister but my brother and I are closer in age um we're like five and a half years apart my sister and I are 10 years apart anyway a lot of this time frame um, really is, it, it's like me and my brother time is what I think of um, when I think back. And we would um, like take turns on commercial breaks. Like if somebody needed some water or a soda or something, like Aww. you go. And then like, you'd have to like scream, like, I think it's the last one, you know, like get them to come back. Or like if mom, Sweet. which this, this probably happened more often than us cooperating to help each other out um truly but our mother would you know call us from like the kitchen or like the you know in her room or something and want us to bring her something and be like it's your turn like I'm not going. <laughs> um so it's it's just it was so crucial and critical to just be there in those moments like you had to be there um and I I it's kind of sad that like kids today don't really have that communal experience um that's true but I also yeah but I also think that maybe it's okay that like what they what they're losing for having that communal experience for better or worse they are gaining the ability to really just like truly explore their own interests and find themselves and be like I'm an individual. <laughs> I'm like, I don't care what other people think about me. Um, Cause like you said at the, op- at the top, like Nickelodeon became so much about like a part of your personality. I don't yeah. think that kids today are, or maybe they are. I don't know. I don't know very many children. Me either, either to children? be honest. No, no. Yeah. But like, I don't know. There's just something about, I mean, all that in in itself is just such a cultural moment. And it was like, so ahead of its time right mm-hmm. because we were used to seeing and to some extent it even in snake it was like this because like Clarissa explains it all like she was kind of a weirdo but they were all still like really beautiful and like just white and <laughs> middle class you know like all the things that you were used to seeing on tv but then like all that came around and it was just like so diverse both in race both in like body types in age in mm-hmm. gender 
Um, and it was like really exposing kids to like what the real world looks like versus what TV was looking like at the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what was cool about it too, is especially when you talk about the different body types and all of that, um, Sorry, my dog decided he wants to bring me a toy. Uh, <laughs> nobody. Okay. Um, but when you talk about, <laughs> this, is our, this is our podcast. We're in our houses. It's fine. My dog's going to bring me toys. It is what it um, is. But, but yeah, when you, when you talk about different body types, I think it was really cool that like, they did a lot of physical comedy and they did do a lot of like, like I remember um, like, what was it? The pizza face kid. Oh, and it was like all about zits. But the thing that about was it Josh, is like, right? Yeah, that was Josh. Uh, but like, they didn't make, even in those, within that type of thing, where, right? Like you're talking to teens and, and like tweens and, um, you know, your skin is changing, like hormones, all of that stuff. That could be a really traumatizing thing. But not only did they make it funny, but they were never making like, Josh was not the butt of the joke from my memory. Like they weren't making fun of him being like, you're disgusting because you're a pizza face. It was more like he's living his life, not realizing that he's a pizza face. And like, that's where the humor comes from. And I'm, I'm saying all of this is a roundabout way. Like they were, not only was there representation in the room for these different people and these different body types and all of the stuff, but they weren't mean, like it wasn't mean spirited. They weren't taking like, at the time, um, Keenan was kind of a plus size kid and yeah. uh, Lori Beth was as well. And, and they so was never... the kid from um, Pete and Pete. I forget, yeah. Danny, Danny. Danny, yeah. And he was also like... a ginger, which you didn't see a lot of on TV. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> and they weren't, they were never like, look at this fatto <laughs> like it wasn't mm -mm. that kind of humor it was like these kids are just allowed to be funny and you know really be comedic geniuses and like take these weird premises and just run with them and it didn't have to do with you know them feeling insecure or unhappy or whatever it wasn't dramatic it was literally just joy um Man, I love that show. <laughs> Me too. And I mean, do you remember like Vital Information with Lori Beth Dinberg? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it was like the I weekend update that. of yes. all that. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Do you remember the, um, like it wasn't a part of all that, but it would happen. It was like the new, it was the news. What was that lady's name? You're not it talking about Lori Beth Dinberg? No, it wasn't comedic. It was literally like an older white woman would just like have children's news and it would be like a 15 minute interstitial in between like, maybe not even 15 minutes, it might've been like five, um, but it was oh, like- Oh, Nick News. Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. Of course it was called Nick News. Yes, um, I do remember that with Linda Ellerby. Ellerby, that's it, <laughs> Linda Ellerby, yes. Um, I don't know why, I think they're connected in my brain because it was so, one of those things where you would see Lori Beth's segment and then like it would go to commercial and then mm -hmm. like before they came back, it would be Lori or, or whatever, Ellerby lady. And it was like- Oh, I guess I am learning. <laughs> this is kind of <laughs> educational too. <laughs> um, 
you know what's interesting about all that too is like not only did they have all this diversity going on they were touching on things that were like kind of above children's heads like do you remember the one girl who would play ross perot during the election yeah yeah yeah. it was like getting political but not in a way that we couldn't understand because none of us knew anything about politics i mean i feel like as far as my political knowledge went during that time was like oh bill clinton did something with someone he shouldn't that was like my whole knowledge (laughs) yep yep it's true i think i mean you talk about the right obviously it's easy to talk about the talent in front of the screen because that's who we connected with but like the people that created Nickelodeon are really genius and Mm -hmm. they also were the creators a lot of times of other the other spinoff shows um I actually listened to a podcast recently not to plug another podcast on our podcast but um (laughs) it's Kiki Palmer's podcast um and I believe it's called it's Kiki Palmer baby don't go me on that um I don't know we'll probably do links to things that we talk about here um so you'll can find it that way but um she interviewed um Kenan Thompson um and the topic of it of their of their conversation was really um if if we weren't child stars where would what would we do or where where would where would we be Mm -hmm. um it was really interesting to hear them talk about their experiences um they both had very positive experiences on the shows that they did on Nickelodeon um they were both really appreciative of the opportunity and I know that this is not this will segue into where we're going next I think um but but they were they were really happy and really excited about it. But they they also were talking about um, one particular producer um, and writer who actually created the Keenan and and Cal show, um, and he um, was a Jewish white man, um, and he had a mission to show. Was at least in when you hear Keenan tell it specifically, he wanted to show um, positive depictions of black boys and men, um, and that was what he, the ethos that he he poured into um, into that show. His first name is Ken. I cannot remember his last name, um, but I thought that it was a really cool anecdote, and I think it's really interesting that that at that time there were the people who were behind the scenes who were doing that thing. Um, and and giving that, allowing that depiction to be out there for, for not just for black kids to see themselves, but for everybody to see these kids and, and form their own attachments. Um, and it's, I think it's interesting too, that they had such a positive experience because there are other people <laughs> who you will talk about who did not have a positive experience. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but even just speaking on Keenan and Kel, you know, they were like the power duo. Everybody freaking loved Keenan and Kel. And then it seems like they had some kind of like their friendship fell apart when Keenan went to SNL because I, I don't know how much of this is true, but I had read Kel also auditioned for SNL but he didn't get it yeah. um 
which is unfortunate. And then he's been so quiet for years. And I know recently he had come out and said, me and Keenan are fine. Like we talk, but there had been a lot of questions about their friendship. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that too. I, I think, I think there was a moment in time where at the end of things, like you said, they, they had varied levels of success and Keenan it would seem he immediately went from all that to um or yeah or from Keenan and Kel to Saturday Night Live like Mm -hmm. that's how it looks but in actuality he had a few years where he was doing smaller he talks about it in this podcast episode um if you want to hear more of his story but um you know he he didn't go to college but he did um he he was he he was trying to figure out where he fit in in the comedy world and i think that cal was probably doing the same thing but he was less visible and you know you, the reality too of that dynamic is cal was the like clown star like the star 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 of the show right mm-hmm. like he was like Keenan would come out and people would be like, yay, Keenan. But then Kel would come out and like the roof would be blown off with, you know, all of the excitement. This yeah. So when you have that level of expectation as a duo, and then you're now going your own separate ways and it wasn't like they grew up together. You know what I mean? Like they were cast and all that they had great chemistry and then they were casting Keenan and Kel. They didn't, they're not childhood friends or anything like Mm-mm. that. They're just, two actors but now you're going your own different ways like of course you're going to be looking over you know out the side of your eye like what are you doing right like it makes sense um but that just shows how talented they were to be having that level of chemistry and you know everybody wants to believe that the on-screen chemistry translates to off-screen and it doesn't need to like you don't Mm -mm. first of all you don't need to be friends with your coworkers. no no (laughs) you don't you don't need to just trying but they had amazing chemistry can we can we talk can we can we just talk to companies yeah stop trying to make us all be friends we don't we're here because you pay us to be here the irony is janae and i are friends because we work together at one point in our time but that doesn't mean it's it's the it's the exception baby it's the exception but also like nobody forced that we liked each other and that happened like liked each other make... hated the job so exactly stop trying to make people bond my last job did this Ugh. they would just try to force and it's like we're not family if you literally the extent of our relationship is if you stop paying me to be here <laughs> i will not come here <laughs> so stop <laughs> right in fact they stopped paying me to be there and i don't go there <laughs> Me too, probably because I wasn't nice enough at the retreats or whatever. So, <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> anyway, we're devolving. Keenan and um, Kel. But yeah, no, totally. Like, I think you're right. I think that it shows how talented that those guys were at such a young age, mm-hmm. A. And B, I think that it, um, I think it's a testament to who, to growth and who they are now that they are coming back together and they're choosing to do you know, Good Burger too, And they're, you know, they, again, the Kiki Palmer connection, when she hosted SNL, um, they did like a, a, a spinoff of Keenan and Kel. It was like, Ke- or uh, Keenan and Kiki or something like that. And <laughs> yeah. they were like, they redid like the, the store for Keenan and Kel. And she was playing the Kel part. 
oh, I think it was like Keenan and Kelly is what they called it, something like that. Um, but Kel actually guest spotted in that sketch and it was so exciting and so nostalgic and I like lost my mind. Um, <laughs> um, so it's cool to see, you know, that they've grown up and they're, they're the extent of their drama is behind them because they're both grown men with their own families and, you know, they don't need, they don't need that anymore. Um, yeah. I'm excited to, to see this good burger too, that I didn't even know about. So I, I'm going to be fully honest, like as much as I love all of this stuff kind of like in the ether and like, obviously the nostalgia factor is there. I'm very worried. Like I'm tired of, I'm almost tired of us revisiting the things that were so cool in the nineties, because when you go back and watch them, Mm. like if the nostalgia factor wasn't there, some of it is not very good. (laughs) (laughs) And don't get me wrong. I love good burger. It is funny. Home of good burger. Can I take your order? Part of me is like, is this funny because it's genuinely funny to me? Or is it funny because when I was, you know, nine, 10, 11 years old, this was genuinely funny to me then. And now yeah. I'm watching it and I remember how I felt then. So it's funny. So well, like- when, They might find a way to adapt this to the now. I'm worried. I'm worried. None okay. of the reboots of things have been good. None of them. Fair enough. I. I, I would almost, I almost wish that they would do like, instead of revisiting Good Burger, that they would bring Keenan and Kel together in a brand new vehicle that's like mm. pure, like brand new intellectual property, like not a revisit, but you still can, have, you know, visit yeah. their chemistry and have that feeling again. Like, why do we have yeah. to keep revisiting the things that we loved back then? Like, That's stop true. with the reboots. They would be yeah. so good in, like, a White Castle-style movie together. Um, like 100%. a Harold and Kumar. Or yeah. or even, um, you know, the ones where they're in Vegas and they get all... Yeah. Oh gosh, what's that one called? I don't... The Hangover. Thank you. Or, like, the Hangover-style stuff. That could be very good for them. Yeah. I agree like with you. Any, like, any kind of buddy adventure movie, I think, would be really dope. And, I mean, that's probably the... the I mean, Good Burger is kind of that. Um a little bit so maybe that's probably the way they're going to revisit it but they're going to do one of two things either it's going to be a complete like redo of good burger and it's like why are we redoing this or two it's going to be like introducing their kids and they're like the dads and it's like we don't need that either (laughs) okay but hear me out what if it's actually deeper than that and we just don't know it yet like imagine a scenario where Kel, because he's like the burnout idiot, right? He's like clearly a stoner, but they're never going to say he's a stoner. Like he's a burnout. So let's say there's a scenario in which Kel has still been working at Good Burger all these years, but Keenan grew up and like had a family and did all the things that you do when you grow up. And then he like stumbles into Kel and he's like still at Good Burger, right? And it's like a a story about how they've changed and like a story about about like helping Kel reach his potential into maturity and getting him out of Good Burger. Like what if it wraps it up to get him out of Good Burger and into like a future? Maybe I like that, but like, what if they did it in reverse? Because (laughs) it would be kind of cool to see Kel like somehow have found some sort of success. And then Keenan is somehow the one who's stuck there. 
Yeah. Oh my God. And of course, Keenan isn't going to want to let Kel help him. Oh my God. Are we writing Good Burger 2? Hey, have we written it? We're actually <laughs> for hire right now. Yeah. We'll, um, we'll come in. We can we'll write it this up. shit. We already have got wrote you. it. We got so, you, bro. <laughs> I don't know who's producing this movie, but call me. I have no idea who's producing it, but yeah, seriously, I will answer for you. I don't answer numbers I don't know, but I will listen to the voicemail and call you back. Right. But see, I think if they re- if they just try to relaunch it and make us see these like 40-something-year-old men just like goofing it up at this place, nobody's going to care. But if they try to contextualize it like this and like put it through the lens of like, we did grow up and like yeah. at least one of them had to have, right? That could be yeah. cool. That could be cool. Yeah. Um, so we also wanted to talk about, um, mm-hmm. excuse me, and, and this tangentially relates, right? Because we're talking about like experiences with Nick, um, the pod, the good, the bad, the ugly, what have you. Um, we would be remiss if we didn't take a minute to discuss, um, what did you call him? Are you talking about Dan Schneider? Yeah. Uh, oh no, no, it wasn't you. It was the article <laughs> that we're I'm referring okay. to. Um, Dan Schneider, the Jeffrey Epstein of Nickelodeon. Um, and I did not coin that. That is from an SK pop uh article titled Jeffrey Epstein of Nickelodeon, Amanda Bynes, Dan Schneider, Hot Tub Video goes viral in wake of actors' recent episode. Um so if you're not aware, uh, this this was uh, last modified on March 21st of this year. Um, but if you're unaware, Amanda Bynes, um, who we we did not talk about the Amanda show, but I feel like we are going to I in this segment. It. We have to get there. Um, she was, like we said, the queen of Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not... I mean, I think Clarissa, or I'm sorry, Melissa Joan Hart, of course, had her reigning time, but it was very different than the Amanda Bynes reign. Um, I think Melissa Joan Hart was still kind of in that Disney princess lane a little bit, even though she was like... Like a quirky princess. Yeah, yeah. Um, But still kind of in the world of Disney when Nickelodeon was like, oh, we need to kind of model ourselves a little bit after that. That's kind of the middle ground that she sort of fit in. Um, And Amanda came years later, um, getting her start as the youngest cast member of all that. I think she was like nine or 10, right? Yeah, she was a itty bitty baby. (laughs) So little. That's me. That's me. Ashley that's me I oh, got I loved it oh fuck she's so funny she's so fucking <sighs> funny um and I truly believe that that's not nostalgia funny that's mm-hmm. like funny like I remember my aunt would watch like just her segments of all that and she loved yeah them. um but yeah so she she you know had her her that was the beginning of her reign and then I think she only did like one or two seasons on all that and then she immediately got flipped to her own variety show called the Amanda show um you know why 
because Dan Schneider was obsessed with Amanda. Let's just say yeah. it. he was yeah. obsessed with her in an unhealthy way. I've read a lot of stuff about that relationship and she's tried to tell people without telling people, yeah. but like it was bad. Yeah. But before we get too deep into that, let's talk, <laughs> just give the, the full timeline for her. So she did that. Um, the Amanda show, I think it had a three or four year run. Do you remember how long? Three. Yeah. I three. Okay. Um, and yes. then from there, she went on to star in a number of movies. Um, my favorite one. Oh, which no, what's your favorite? I'm hoping it's the same one. Please say your favorite. I, She's the man. No, it's not <gasps> my favorite. I love that one. Don't get me wrong. I love it. But like it's so stupid, uh, but I love it. Fuck, what's the name of the one that's my favorite one? It's the one with Colin Firth. Is it like all um, like American? Uh what's it called? What a girl wants, maybe? <laughs> Was that her? I'm like yes, what a girl wants. Yes, it's that one. And the reason why is um who doesn't love a you know <laughs> a princess fulfillment like wish fulfillment movie like True. i've i've always just wanted somebody to be like hey today you're a princess I'm like yes i am thank you <laughs> <laughs> all this thank time you. thank you for finally recognizing <laughs> um but no i love i love she's the man she's so funny in that one i think she's funnier yes. and she's the man of course but i think what a girl wants is just like my little girl of heart dreams love of it easy a was her last major role that we saw her in um and that came out um in 2010 um so from there she um basically announced that she was retiring um from from acting and she had a bit of a public breakdown mm -hmm. <laughs> I guess you would say um there were there were tweets about Drake and there was um I'm not laughing I'm not laughing no, at know. the situation I'm just laughing at what she said because like at the time she wasn't wrong it was something like she wanted Drake to murder her pussy or something yeah like, it yeah. was <laughs> and like we all wanted Drake to murder our pussy but this was indicative of like other things that were going on which are not a laughing matter there was a lot of erratic behavior she had when she said that she was re retiring she went to New York to do fashion school um and there was a lot of just random things that were going on you know um she was seen in public you know and like the middle of winter and a bra and like a coat and like she started a fire in somebody's driveway. A fire and somebody's that was when she went back to LA but when she was in New York it was a lot of like yeah random sightings of her with like really bad pink wigs and just mm -hmm. things that people were like is she okay like what is this is it drugs is it what what's going on um and then she came back to LA because she was like it was a lot in New York um she ended up you know like you said starting a fire in somebody's driveway um being pulled over a bunch of times for erratic driving um and yeah, then face she, tattoo that happened later yeah um <laughs> i know i know my girl's history you do so she she uh ended up in a conservatorship 
mm-hmm. and um it was you know I I I don't know the details of her conservatorship and I know that you know a lot about Britney's conservatorship yeah, I know about Britney's <laughs> Um, but, but the, the point of a conservatorship is truly to help someone when they are having a, a, when they're incapacitated, when Mm -hmm. they're not able to take care of themselves as an adult, that is the purest form of what you want a conservatorship for. And it's supposed to be a limited amount of time. And it's supposed to be people, people who trust, who you trust and who, you know, care for you and that is the intent of it and yeah amanda's conservatorship did end within i believe three years something like that mm-hmm. she's no longer under a conservatorship i think it was more than that but still it did end like there wasn't yeah. this big like nobody had to free her like they had to free britney exactly and there's also a huge difference in their conservatorship in that Amanda was not being forced to like work at all during that time. Like nobody was sitting there being like, no, you're going to go make this money. You're going to go work. You're going to go do all this. They didn't make her do that. Whereas Brittany, they made, they worked her like a dog. Yeah. And I think totally. And I think that when we, when we talk about conservatorship, especially for people who don't know or are not familiar with what it's intended for, it's easy to kind of demonize the whole practice of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I think what you said is is very, these are two famous women who both were under conservatorships for very different reasons. And within those conservatorships lived in very different ways. Now, regardless of if Amanda felt, Amanda felt like she needed the conservatorship or, you know, if she would, you know, sit down in an interview right now and say like, oh, it was terrible. That may be how she perceived it in her truth, but the intention behind it, I think was more, was less nefarious, uh, at least from the surface or outside looking in um, than, than yeah. Britney's. Um, and they both have so- very, a lot of trauma. The two of them have a lot of trauma, yes. but they're different traumas. And we don't know every, we don't know all of Britney's trauma because she's tried to speak on it and they've silenced her, but I'll speak on Amanda real quick because there's something we skipped over from her earlier years. I don't know if you remember this, but like when she was 16, Dan Schneider actually, uh, encouraged her to get emancipated from her parents. So she was trying to get emancipated from them, um, allegedly, because he was trying to spend more time with her. And she put a post out at one point because people were coming forward about Dan. And she didn't, you could tell she didn't want to speak on it, but she wanted to speak on it. Um, And she actually wrote this whole caption out. And that's what I was trying to find before we got on, but I couldn't find it. But she like capitalized certain letters in the caption. Mm -hmm. And if you put it together, it said, Dan did it. Yeah. Yep. I remember that. So let's, let's back up a little bit and let's move away from Amanda. That's kind of like high level her life. And I'm sure if you want to know more about her and who she is and what she's done, there are podcasts, there are movies, there's books, there's YouTube videos, there's everything. You can find more information. Um, Let's shift gears. We've been saying this name, Dan Schneider, a lot. And if you are familiar with Nickelodeon, if you are familiar with any of the stuff like you you know the name at least you've heard it um Mm -hmm. but if you in more recent times um are are familiar with just scandal (laughs) you definitely know it um 
Jeanette McCurdy uh, came out recently in, in her book. Um, she did not name Dan Schneider directly, mm-hmm. but she did talk about a producer who um, did very inappropriate things um, to her and her castmates when she was in iCarly as the um, amazing Sam. That was not a snick show, right? That came Mm-mm, well That came later. Snick. Yeah. Which that's a whole nother era, which was a lot of fun. We were but older see, then, but it was still good stuff. You raised <laughs> a really good point though, because something you said, I'm just like, even now, as far as we've come in the world where women are speaking up, we had me too, and everybody wants to share their stories and be heard. Even now people are still afraid to name him, even though the whole world knows it's him. That is like, still, we're still in this bubble of like, oh, we can't say it. We can't say it. I think it's less about him and the power that he wields at this point, because he's not really, he's not, he still has money. He's not in jail. He still has prestige. He should be in jail. He 100% should be. I bet you all the Um, statute of limitations are out though. I don't know. I, um, but, but all of that to say, like, he is, um, I don't think it's about him as much as it's about the people that were around him that enabled him. Mm -hmm. Those people are still very much in play, still very much in power. And I feel like those are the people that do not want to have the questions asked to them. Like, what did you do? What did you know? And what did you do? They don't want to address that. So it becomes a, "Mm, okay, we're not going to, to talk about Dan Schneider, you know, in a hot hot tub with Amanda Bynes. Um, like we're not going to talk about the weird parties that he had, and how, you know the booze that he was giving to these under. What about all the feet kids. shots in his children's shows? Because he has we're a not, foot fetish. We're or like randomly spraying them in the face with with white substances in the name of quote unquote comedy. Like it's we haven't told you who Dan Schneider is. He is a producer. He was an EP, um, the creator, or not the creator, but like the money behind a lot of these Nickelodeon shows. Zoe 101. With, yeah, Zoe 101, iCarly, Amanda's show. All that. Um, all that. He mysteriously didn't have much to do with Keenan and Co., which kind of makes sense. And I Because there was no girls on it. <laughs> well later seasons I'm sorry I'm laughing I laugh when I'm uncomfortable can I just make this really clear I laugh when I'm uncomfortable and I'm very uncomfortable with that thought I don't actually think it's funny no ditto I I am the same (laughs) we are you and I same um and and you know I think by the time that I didn't watch Kiki Palmer's show um it was oh crap what was it called I think I was just a little too old for it. Yeah, at that I don't point. know her show. Um, at True Jackson VP, that's what it was, um, where she mm. was like the, excuse me, she was the owner of, um, I want to say a clothing line or something. And so she was like the big boss. I did watch a couple of episodes of it now that I'm talking about it. Um, but I think by the time she came, she came around, um, Oh, you know what? Let me, this is so stupid and I'm so sorry. I just saw the guy's name. I said before that there was a producer whose name that worked with um, both Keenan and Kiki Mm -hmm. and they liked, and I think I said his name was Ken, but it's Ken. Ken? No, Ken. Yes, it's Ken. Well, Kim is Kim, Kim Gordon. 
It's a man. It's a black yeah. man. I looked at his picture earlier. Because you had said no, it was no. a Jewish man. There was another guy. I think it okay. might be Andy Gordon. Is who I'm um, thinking of. Um, anyway, I'm so sorry. Don't don't fact check me here, guys. Um, yeah, it's Andy Gordon. It's Andy Gordon. It's Andy Gordon, guys. It's Andy Gordon. I okay. fact check myself. So that's the guy. But Kim Kim was the actual EP who created it. But like Andy Gordon was, um, he's another producer that gotcha. really like backed it and like fought for it at the network. Um, and again, they talk about that a lot in that podcast. Anyway, getting back to Amanda Bynes, getting back to Dan Schneider. Um, he he's he's done a lot to a lot of of a generation of women at, that were in Nickelodeon's halls like they went through they graduated but like by the time you know Kiki Palmer came Dan Schneider was out of the door essentially like not allowed to work on things anymore mm -hmm. um he has not been formally charged with anything as far as I know um it's been a lot of conjecture a lot of people going through looking at things and saying like that's really fucked up yeah <laughs> um but you know it's you... one of those things that it was like an open secret for a lot of years the same way the Weinstein stuff was and when we been, we went back later and we saw people making jokes about it at the Oscars like years before we knew and we were like oh my god did everybody know this the answer is yes I remember years ago before anybody accused Dan of anything before Amanda Bynes mm -hmm. like before Jeanette McCurdy all of that there was like reddit thread upon reddit thread about it and like if you were on reddit you know you probably saw it because reddit loves like digging into pedophiles and mm -hmm. finding them out they just do and they're great at it but like there was all these stories just for years and nobody said anything why why do you think i mean i, I know we already talked about the power and like the people who don't want to answer those questions but like And I'm not, I'm, I don't, I don't want to get into, you know, victim blaming at all, not even touching that, but even like the families of these kids, like, I don't want to get into blaming them too deeply either. I mean, I think that Jeanette McCurdy would say, fuck you, mom. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some of that stuff, but like, I don't understand how there's, I know Hollywood is its own world and all of those things. And maybe this is naive of me to say, but like, how is there no adult person who's willing to say like, no, no, this is inappropriate. Like, no, no, what are you doing? No, 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 no. <laughs> you know, like, why is that not a thing? I just think like Hollywood is just so dark, honestly. And there, the thing is, it's like, I know you don't want a victim blame and I wouldn't ever blame a child ever, but I'm mm -hmm. looking at, I'm, you know, there's rumors. These are unsubstantiated. So please don't at me like, but there are rumors that Dan Schneider is the actual father of um, Jamie, Jamie Lynn's first child that. from yeah. Zoe 101 and that they covered it up. And that sounds impossible to believe you would think no family would do that no family would be like yes we'll cover this deep dark secret up but then you look at the spears and you're like they absolutely fucking would look what they did to britney for so many years and they're still digging their heels in and being like no we are good people like they would do that and as far as i'm concerned and again speculation this is not a fact 
I just heard the rumor. <laughs> I just have to, I feel like I have to say that, you know? No, no, I agree. <laughs> and also I don't, I do not have a dog or pony in any of the Britney stuff. I watch it, I see it, and it is not my, it's not my, that is an Alan thing. <laughs> that is not a Janae thing. We, I no. I don't know. I swear I won't it, always be like, bringing yes. it up. It's just really no, relevant no, 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 no. No, 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 no. You bring it up when you want to. And I am here to support you. But if you're asking <laughs> me my thoughts and ideas about, I got nothing. I don't, I know nothing. I know what Alan tells me. <laughs> but like these got. children, I mean, look at all the child stars from generation to generation and the way that their families have taken advantage them uh, of them. Look at Macaulay Culkin, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And um, he emancipated himself. Exactly. I think, you know, there, I, I think there was a, a lot of um, there was a lot of that, a lot of, uh, of exploiting your child in that time, but, you know, it's wild to me that we're like, we're at this point in, in history. And like you said earlier, like, why are we not calling this dude out? Even if the statute of limitations is, is over for these things, which I don't know anything about, but like, fucking put his name out there like say it with your whole chest like fuck dan schneider like, fuck dan schneider <laughs> so, okay um I'll say it <laughs> yeah no seriously fuck 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 dan schneider i have no problems fuck with that dan schneider <laughs> that is an official opinion of this podcast <laughs> um so back to amanda Bynes. um at current day um the la- latest that i've heard about what happened with her was um on uh St. Patrick's Day mm-hmm. she was wandering around um the streets of LA mm-hmm. and she was captured on video on some TikToks actually yep um and she with strangers who are like oh I'm here with my girl Amanda and she was looking very despondent and like just kind of like out of it a little bit um and it was very, at least the two videos that I've seen, the one of the girl approaching her on the sidewalk and then the one of her on the back of the car mm-hmm. with a guy, yeah. um, it didn't leave you feeling warm and fuzzy. It was like, who are you people? Like, are you helping right. her? I don't think you're helping her. Well, the guy, the, the guy seemed to be helping her. The girl was just kind of walking and talking to her, but the guy seemed like he was trying to help her because he was giving her a ride somewhere because she was just like wandering yeah but when you hear about where she was found the next day it's it's a little less at least for me so the next morning um she called 911 um on her on her own mm-hmm. um and what is being reported is that she was one she was in the streets naked um and i don't know if that's true uh, I am not looking for videos or photos. Of that. I was about I to ask you if you saw the photo because it got sent to me. My Britney followers sent it to me because they all think it's like related and it's huh. not fucking her. It's a it's blonde haired woman. It looks like Britney more than it looks like Amanda. It, and you well, saw then, the videos from TikTok. She had dark, 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 yeah, dark, hair. dark hair. Yeah. It yeah. is a blonde woman. Like I'll flash it to you. You don't, you won't be able to see like really, and it's blurred out. So don't worry. Okay. It's fine. Everything is blurred, but it's just like ridiculous that they're trying to say this. This is Amanda. Like, n- no, it isn't. 
you cannot tell me that that's Amanda. No, that's not Amanda. Exactly. That could be Miley Cyrus from, you know, like he's filming something. <laughs> yeah, but TMZ gutter trash, of course, is like sitting yeah. here saying, yeah. oh, it's her. Yeah. So that's that's where it ended. So hopefully she is in good good hands, good spirits, um, and is feeling no pain and and is good and let's say Um, this i'm really happy for her that she was able to call on her own and get the help that she needed and that i think that's a really important moment for her to recognize like hey i'm struggling i need help this isn't right yeah and there's no shame in getting any kind of help that you need like do it get you know it's your mental health is everything so do what you need um but, but how does this all relate, right? So, like, clearly we're talking about Dan Schneider. We're talking about where Amanda is now. We've talked about Hollywood keeping these secrets and not naming it what it is. Um, but to say that this is completely Dan Schneider's fault where Amanda Bynes is, like, we don't know that. We don't know no. all of those factors. Like, we don't know. And she hasn't explicitly said anything that's happened to her we just know what we've seen we've known the like breadcrumbs that have been laid out um and you know we know that that hollywood is keeping this unspoken secret but it's really fucked up like we just need to protect children like just keep your hands off of children and also if you are around children protect them from people who may want to put their hands on the children don't let let the children be the children (laughs) like please right (laughs) they're babies i would Um, like to think that the entertainment industry has come a long way since then like everything used to happen in sort of like an isolation right because we weren't connected to each other like we are now like there was no we weren't getting behind the scenes stuff on tiktok from people Mm -hmm. and like we weren't able to connect with each other. We had to call each other's landlines. That's how we talked. You talked in person and you talked on the phone and that was it. But like now it's a lot. I think it's harder to hide these secrets and they've have more people in roles doing important work on set. Like they have intimacy coordinators. Not that, that would apply to children, hopefully. But like mm-hmm. these things are being taken more seriously in the industry. Yeah, I agree. I hope. And I, I hope, yeah, I agree. And I hope. Um, I also think, you know, Truly the heyday of of children and children's entertainment is behind us. I think I think obviously there are still children's shows. And I um oh goodness, what's her name? She was the little the youngest daughter on um the show Blackish. Um I don't know her name. She is an amazing young woman. She's I think she's just 18, but she's produced. Mm-hmm. Um, she did a movie with Issa Rae. Um, I love and Issa Rae. I can't even talk about that right now. I <laughs> uh, can't go on that tangent, uh, how much I love her. Um, it's, in case that wasn't clear. <laughs> if you're listening, that was not discussed. That was joy. Um, but at any rate, she's, she's producing a new Disney show, Um I think it's called like Saturdays or something. It's about like a skate rink and the little like tweens or whatever. Mm-hmm. We we clearly are not the target demo for those for the channel anymore and for you know that mm-hmm. entertainment. But I think 
I I don't know of a pervasive star that has come out of Disney or Nickelodeon, but since we're talking about Nickelodeon, since what, like really Kiki Palmer was probably the last one, maybe Zach and Cody. Um, well, Disney has a few. Oh, that I was mean, Disney. Yeah, I was gonna say, I mean, I know Disney has a few. I mean, Ariana Grande seems to be doing all right right yeah demi lovato's yeah. had her struggles all of them have had i mean miley's all right now um so i guess it's possible yeah but i'm thinking like specifically nickelodeon and all of those people were disney mm. right yeah 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 like i don't think who came out but of nickelodeon even, but also but 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 that's still i would say miley like i watched um her show what was the show called hannah, hannah montana, montana. I watched Hannah Montana. Um, so like that was still kind of, it was late in our generation, but it was still like, mm-hmm. we were in high school. Mm-hmm. Even De- Demi and Ariana may have been when we were just in college, but I'm thinking like the past 10 years. Yeah. I don't know of anybody who's come out of that. And uh, granted, not the Target demo. So if we're wrong, please tell me and I will look them up and be like, okay. <laughs> Well, <laughs> let me ask you a question, just like a, yeah. an overall morality question. Yeah. Do you think that children can honestly fully, um, what's the word? Not agree. Consent. Do you think that children can actually fully consent to this life of childhood stardom? Do you think that that is morally even okay? You know, that's such a good question. And I think earlier in this conversation, I was like, I wanted to be a Nickelodeon kid. Like, Me too. I wanted to be an actor. Like an Me actor. too. I, I, I'm i still, I still, um, I I said I wasn't going to tell anybody this because I don't know if I'm going to do it. Uh, <laughs> but I was looking up acting classes because I was like, I haven't done a play or anything in a really long time and I would really love to. Um, and it would be kind of cool. So I'm, I'm thinking about it, but I'll let Beautiful. you know what happens. Um, I'll come support you, but <laughs> thank you. But I bring it up to say, uh, that as a kid, you would not have convinced me that I didn't want to do it. You mm-hmm. wouldn't have convinced me that I didn't want to do it, but I think you're not able as a child with your limited time on earth to understand the ramifications of what doing it means for you Mm -mm. I um and I don't necessarily think that's a good or bad thing it's just it is like you're a child you don't know what this is going to feel like you don't know what this is going to look like um and that's where I think you know your parent or guardian has to be completely involved completely present and have your best interests at heart and I think if you have that perfect combination of things, I think it's okay. I think, I don't think that there's a problem with it. Um, but I think that's putting a lot of pressure on the people that gave you life to, to do the right thing on your behalf. And you don't have to take a test or, or, you know, get a grade to be a parent. And there are a lot of people out here who are having kids for, whatever reason (laughs) fall into this um and I say that as somebody who doesn't want kids Uh, (laughs) um but they're 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 doing these things and and it becomes exploitative and so 
I think that that's when you're you're violating your child's rights and their sensibilities. But all I have to say, like, morally, is it right? I don't know. Because I don't think it's I, wrong. <laughs> I don't think that you can like fully understand. I don't think any of us can fully understand what fame feels like until you're in that position. I think yeah. it's completely unfathomable. Like I. I can only speak to like what it felt like to suddenly have a TikTok following, which is fucking nothing, no, mm-hmm. nothing compared to what these child actors experience. And mm-hmm. it was overwhelming. And I could see how it could be completely damaging to um, a, a developing brain. And this is like times 1 million, you know? I, yes. And I think that, that <laughs> <laughs> I've not had that happen to me, so I don't know. But I think that that, for children stars that is not a thing anymore I think that I think that it definitely applies to this era that we're talking about you know the 90s and early aughts whatever because again like we said before you were keyed in there were no other options there was nothing else for you to watch or do like you we all knew these people these faces because they were pervasive and that was it now there's so Mm -hmm. many different channels that I think unless you become like a YouTube star do you know that there are YouTube stars that Mm -hmm. literally just open toys like children that are just opening toys on the internet and they're famous I watched one the other day and I hated it but I really wanted to know what that like pooping unicorn toy was because (laughs) because the black eyed peas sued them and won and I was like what does this toy do because they ripped their song off my humps, my humps, my humps. But they go, my poops, my poops, my poops. It's a direct ripoff. So yes, I did watch an <laughs> unboxing and I was like horrified because it was just this little girl like, hey guys, oh my God, I'm here with the pooping thing. <laughs> I I have never watched one of those videos. Oh my God, you know who I just remembered? Joja Siwa. But um, she wasn't on either, was she? Wasn't on what? Like Nickelodeon or Disney. No, she was on Dance Moms. I didn't even watch that show, but I know Jojo Siwa is like, I feel like she's probably the last one that I can think of that's like post our childhood. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That like blew up out of nowhere. And it's like, who the fuck is this? It would be I'd say Bieber as well. But didn't Bieber come up with like Miley in them? Kind of, but like he was, isn't he younger than us? I, I mean, felt too old for Bieber when Bieber was hot. That's what I'll say. I was like, yeah, no, I felt way too old for him too. But I'm, I'm thinking I'm truly trying to separate like our school age television mm-hmm. and like what that looked like to our adult, like who, when we were firmly adults came onto the scene and mm. these kids would be like, I know that person, that's my bitch. And I feel like it's Jojo Siwa because she is like, everybody fucking knew her i like it i still don't know what she does like i know she dances but like what does she <laughs> what does she do and i just remember i would be like encountering her videos with like the when she was in their ponytail era and like all of that and then i remember hearing about her again when she came out and like everybody's mm-hmm. like what about the children it's like the children are gay too it's fine they <laughs> um, like- <laughs> some of them are some of them aren't but I think a lot more of them are than they are whatever (laughs) for real it's um 
And I only say that because I think, I, I feel like I should, I, I'm straight, I'm hetero, sorry. But I think that if there was more representation of um, queerness uh, when we were coming up and even like generations mm-hmm. before, you would find more and more people coming out as gay and queer because there's more acceptance and warmth. I don't think that things are making the children gay. That's not the argument here. The argument mm-hmm. is, being queer gay is more accepted and more visible therefore people are more comfortable owning their truth earlier and sooner that's my soapbox moment (laughs) you know what these people who are like there's like the whole group of people who are like we don't want gay stuff in our kids content because we want to shield them from that and i'm like um honey you can't you can't and do you know what happens because i am not straight i would identify as like pan or something like that Mm -hmm. like i don't I don't have a preference. Um, And I became aware of those feelings really early on. Uh, The earliest I remember was Little Mermaid. So (laughs) So I bet you're real excited about the reboot. (laughs) No, um, because that's a child. So, and I was a child then, so that was okay. Well, she's, well, in the story, she's 16 and that's how she'll be. The actress is a full adult. I know, I know, I know, know. not the point. And then the other time was Titanic because I was, um, that was actually the most confusing movie for me because I was like all in sexually on both leads. I was like, I don't know what to do. Both of them. What does this mean? But anyway, my point of this is going to be like, that content wasn't necessarily available to me, but I was finding it. I was going and finding it where I shouldn't have found it. And I was like, you know, we could talk, this should be a whole whole episode of like the safety on the internet when we were children (laughs) oh Um, hell yes there was none Um, there was none so wild west (laughs) i'm just saying like i was definitely like seeking out stuff like that in ways i shouldn't have and i was looking at things i shouldn't have been looking at because i was like shielded from that but not Mm -hmm. by my parents intentionally although they probably would have if they had known um i just don't think you can protect children from their own feelings like you should be sitting there trying to help your children understand their feelings and like work through them not trying to like protect them from the feeling because you're just gonna go way further in the other direction yeah yeah I totally I hear that and it 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 does kind of relate back to the final question and then I think we should wrap because yeah we're yeah we talked a lot today yeah we did um but I I when we talk about the morality of it, I, I think that listening to your children is a, a good a big part that we didn't that I didn't talk about my answer. Like mm-hmm. I think that the minute that your kid is like, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Not like I don't want to do this today, because like, you know, kids are gonna be like, I don't wanna, but like you start noticing the pattern. And mm-hmm. when they're saying no more than they're saying yes. And you're trying to coerce them or, co- and this sounds nefarious, but like parents do it to their kids all the time. I distinctly remember my mom being like, if you do X, Y, and Z, then I will give you blah, 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 because like, it's just easier in that moment than being like, just do the thing, kid, you know, when you're talking about making them or having them work and, and doing that, I think that you have to make a concerted effort to listen to them. And if they don't like it, if they don't want it, if there's somebody that's even not even talking about having children work, but children in general, like if my mom always said this to me when I was growing up, like you tell me if somebody makes you feel uncomfortable and you tell me why, like you, you have to listen to them and, and be keyed in. And then you're at least doing the protective thing, right? Like you're trying. Um, but I think, you know, 
the people that need to hear that message are not going to be listening to this podcast and they're not going to be giving a shit about it. It's like, they just want the money. They want the money. They see the dollar signs or they want the prestige or they want to be like at the Hollywood party. And it's like, go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Who cares? (laughs) Yeah, I agree with that. I think fame is just like, I don't want it. It's, it's dark. It's too dark. I've always said that I don't, I want to be famous in certain circles. Like I want to be well known for the thing and like have people be like, yeah. oh, you want this thing? You should see Janae. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a perfect I level. Think, I think that's more notorious than like famous, right? Like to have notoriety yeah. and do something noteworthy versus being like, what is she eating for breakfast? Who cares? I don't eat breakfast. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'll just say this as my final thought about child stardom. I don't think that they can consent to it because I don't think there's any possible way they could fully understand in their brains what they're signing on for. Therefore, they cannot consent. And I don't know how to get around that because I don't I don't think at this point we can just stop having children in media. Like, mm-hmm. that's not going to work. But I do think like we need to be working on ways to protect these children that we haven't been in the past. Yeah, I would agree with that. So I guess in conclusion, we did a whole long rambling mm-hmm. snick convo that took us from the highs and euphoria of the early days to the lows of Dan Schneider and child stardom and what that means. Um, I feel like this is, people are probably going to think that this is like, well, they're probably going to see that it wasn't very well curated from all the Googles that we had to do. Who cares? I don't care. But (laughs) what I hope people understand is that this is how we talk to each other. Like we're, Mm -hmm. we happen to have microphones and headphones on right now, which is not normal, but like these (laughs) meandering things where we talk about, like literally you've heard us say, and both of us were like, we can't even talk. We can't go to another because we're not trying to talk to you for four hours today, but we could, (laughs) we could. Um, So I guess, thank you for, for joining us in our our first episode and um you know bear with us we're getting it together it'll get better and better or it won't <laughs> we're having a good I'm time actually way. I'm actually gonna make a concerted effort to do worse next time so oh, I hope good. that's yeah awesome. I love like, that I want to keep setting the expectation low so that I can like surprise it's like a surprise and delight like oh she did so good <laughs> Anyway, I am Janae. Um, I guess you can find me on TikTok. Um, what is my TikTok handle? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a professional TikToker and you know, whatever person. Are you gonna say your I handle? just stopped talking? Oh, do I need to say mine? I don't Yeah, you think were gonna so. say it. Okay, fine. Um, we will be launching a TikTok channel. Um, I've already got the name, but we haven't put anything on it yet. Um, we will be at postmodern millennial pod on TikTok. Well, and I'm at Alan Aston on TikTok. That's A-L-L-Y-N-A-S-T-O-N. 
And I'm at Miss Janae Allen. Um, that is M-S-J-A-N-E-E-A-L-L-E-N. Um, I'm a weird TikTok person. Uh, you probably don't want to follow me, but you definitely want to follow Alan. Nah. <laughs> Do you? Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, we're done. That's it. Let's end there. <laughs> But Goodbye. before, you, before <laughs> we hang out, oh, <laughs> we can't keep on topic. It's not possible. So it's not possible. Okay, like um, formally and <laughs> formally ending this. Um, I'm what I'm trying to do, and I don't care if you keep this in or out. But what I'm trying to do is like end this, like give us an end, so that we can then go back and do our teaser um oh so we should say like something like and that's the how the cookie crumbles no, no? Good, okay. good god no <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. what makes millennials cry i mean bye <laughs> <laughs>